Welcome to The Pursuit, a podcast that discusses all things dating, relationships, and personal development from a godly perspective. The discussions are geared to address issues young Christians and Adventist Christians face in the dating space. We set out to create an arena where believers can feel themselves heard, to start the conversation of some of the heavier topics and establish a clearer picture of what godly dating can look like. I'll say now that this podcast isn't for everyone. It's for those looking to pursue dating from a faith lens and thus ready for the uncomfortable and mature of conversations. That's you. Welcome. We're happy to have you join us on this journey. In today's pilot episode, we'll be talking about some of the common issues we are seeing in the dating space, some of the problems we've encountered personally, and some of the topics that we'll be diving into with more depth in future episodes. I again want to thank you for joining us in this Bearstone production. Without further ado, here's the pursuit. Sway Peralta. Uh, I'm here joined today by my sister Abby and Michael. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. How yeah? are you? I'm doing all right. How was yours? How was your day? It was good. Good. I saw a cute guy at the dog park. Yours? Uh, it was good, uh, although it was busy getting this together. Mike, you had a rough day, didn't you? Yeah, just some stuff at home and then um, just studying and just doing other stuff in the library for the last five six hours so so fun yeah it does sound rough but i mean you're trying to get into medical school so it does take work and it does take a lot of effort so i feel you there um i i i figured we could go around and introduce ourselves uh and why don't i go first uh so my my name is josue peralta Uh, i live in wisconsin um and i'm a web designer uh our firm works on websites and photography and things like that um, some things I'm passionate about would be travel. Uh, I've been traveling almost nonstop for the last couple of years, although I'm taking a break this summer. Uh, I'm into photography, uh, which I started doing professionally last year, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm currently writing a novel. Uh, it sucks so far, but I'm <laughs> kind of excited about the direction about it, uh, or I should say the direction that it's going. And then recently I joined a tennis league. Um, so I'm hoping to get back into tennis a little bit more competitively and not be, uh, embarrassed, uh, <laughs> as I was on my first week there. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and then, uh, something, I guess currently I'm taking a little bit of a break from some clients and working on the podcast, this one, along with other ones with my, with the, um, production company Bearstone, uh, which is my production company. So I'm pretty excited to kind of see where that goes from there. So, uh, hey, Mike, do you want to follow that up? Sure. Yeah. My name is Michael Hughes. I am a friend of uh, Josue, a longtime friend, I'd say, from fifth grade. It's a long and, time ago. And is Myrna here as well. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I work on an ambulance company um, up in the town that I live in. I'm uh, trying to get into medical school, I think, uh you mentioned that already, Josue. So that's a process with that. But, um, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm very uh, into, you know, traveling, you know, um, you know, going out with friends, um, you know, just a lot of young people things these days. Um, I'm also, you know, very involved in my church, my local church. You guys are uh, setting up a new church, aren't you? Yes. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's new, but it's a church plant. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. You know, we're in a pretty... Uh, I won't say it's a tough area. Um, there's a lot of potential there, but, you know, it, it's hard uh, growing a church plant. But, yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, that I'm passionate about. Um, Where is your church? It's in West Bend, Wisconsin. I don't think a lot of people would know where that is here, but it's a small town, so just Google it if you want. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I like church ministry. You know, I've done a lot of mission trips. 
um, in the Adventist church. I was on one last year in Colombia. Um, I went to one in Iceland. You could check it out on YouTube. I'm uh, the star of the uh, video. Wink. I remember that. <laughs> You're I actually a movie have star. people uh, remember me from that. People who have never met. It's like, hey, I thought I recognized you from somewhere. I was like, yes, that was me. I've been you on three skin. I'm a little famous. No, I'm just messing around. I'm not <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's just me. You know, like to travel, like church uh, ministry, and uh, you know, trying to get into medical school. So, some good stuff, bro. Yes. Cool. cool. How about you, Doc? Well, my name is Abby, and I am a program coordinator here in Wisconsin for the Medical College of Wisconsin. I said Wisconsin already. Um, I just finished my master's degree, and I am looking to transition into another job that is related to what I studied for. So I'll begin that search soon. But um, things I am passionate about are my dog, Benny, and just traveling, self-development, meeting new people, trying new things, and um, just reading and swimming. But overall, I just want to be a better person every day. I like that. I think we're all fans of trying to get better every day here. Um, So uh, all of us here, uh, myself, Michael, and Abby, are all single, and um, we wanted to kind of get together and talk a little bit about some of the issues that we see in not only in dating in general that, that we've encountered personally, but also some issues that we've seen in terms of like dating in the Adventist church. Uh, so what's interesting about the uh, dating in the Adventist church is that we have certain quirks and certain language that other people who are, let's say outside of the church wouldn't particularly understand or just would, you know, look at, you know, to take a second look at um, just because they don't, kind of see what's going on or the inside workings of it let's say um so let's start with you abby real quick uh what what are some issues that you would say that that you would see that you are seeing in the adventist church if any i think the biggest issue is that dating or how to date within the church is not talked about um since it's not talked about, then we're looking to the world or how other people are doing things, whether it be dating apps or um, just speed dating, stuff that worldly people are doing, which is fine in and of itself. But being Seventh-day Adventist is just so unique and there's so different, so many different things that need to be co- taken into consideration when it comes to dating right. that just non-Seventh-day Adventist people wouldn't think about. So, um, Give me fa- an example of that. Like uh, sex or intimacy, um, where God is in the relationship. Those are usually things that aren't discussed, whether it be from a dating coach or in an app most of the time. So I feel like the biggest thing is it's not talking about dating um, and then we have no guidance. So then it's just, just a big gray area and we're just trying to survive. I agree. Mike, uh, uh, what's an area that you feel like... Um, you feel like dating in the Adventist church is kind of struggling a little bit. Well, I definitely want to pick off of what, uh, piggyback, pig off, (laughs) piggyback off of what as Myrna said, because I can definitely relate to that. Um, you know, I don't put my family on blast here, but like that was never discussed dating. Right. You know, it was never really even, well, to be quite honest, like I was not even really allowed to date. And I don't want to say, you know, get into names here, but you know, um, I think one of my parents was more open to it than the other, <laughs> if you know, um, if you can kind of get where I'm going. But we yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love both my parents, you know, they they mean well. But, you know, um, just, you know, being in Adventist church, um, you know, we're a peculiar, you know, we, you know, are, you know, we're Christian, but, you know, in Christianity, we're, I would say very different. Not, well, you know, not very different, but different enough where you would notice. <laughs> different enough is a good term. Yeah. You know, and so dating is just kind of like almost a taboo, even though it's very common in the world. And I have views on dating that are generally maybe old, considered old fashioned. Okay. Um, but 
I mean, yeah, like I think talking about it, because I've had another friend of mine say the same thing. He was never talked to about, you know, dating or sex or anything like that. And so when he went to college, kind of went off the deep end, <laughs> Wow. you know, and then when you try to like, you know, talk to the opposite, you know, gender, um, you just, I don't know, you, you, you're kind of unsure of yourself. I feel like a lot of people. Well, you I mean, know, you're, and then you're, you're, you're starting from behind, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, especially if you're dating, you know, someone who's non-Avenist or non-Christian. But um, yeah, but that's a good point that uh, Abby made. And Abby is the nickname we have for Smyrna, just in case anybody. Yeah, my name is Ismirna. It's, Ismirna. it's so natural for me to say Abby, though. Do you um, want me to say Abby on here? Let's or? stick to Ismirna. Ismirna. Okay, for sorry. Shits and giggles. My, <laughs> my bad. Now, I mean... Um, Go ahead. No, I kind of feel kind of where you guys are coming from here. Uh, the first thing that Abby mentioned, which I have on here too on my list, is a lack of education. I feel like the art of romance isn't taught at all. No, In other words, not. like if if you're a young adult, if you're a young guy and you're trying to romance, you know, a young lady, where would you go to for guidance on that? You could ask your parents, sure. But let's say you don't have parents or your parents are part of a broken relationship and they don't have a good format for you to follow. Where would you go? Okay, let's say you, you look to the church for that. Okay, now you're looking at the church, but you're not seeing anything. So now not only are you not finding it at home, you're not finding it in the church. And then let's say you're not finding it in the church. Okay, let's look at school. You're going to find you're, it there. You're going to find it there, but it's not going to be probably the one that you thought you were going to get because it's probably not coming from administration. It's going to come from other students who maybe do have, who have seen it uh, somewhere else and probably haven't seen it at home, but from from, from otherworldly places, for lack of a better term here. Um, I think also, uh, to kind of piggyback off of that one, it's, it's the fact that... Um, Whereas before, like in the church, there was a little bit of a buffer when it came to um, practices and dating and things like that. Just because, you know, we're, we profess to be Christians, we, profend, we profess to be Christ-loving here. At least I'm seeing a lot of worldly problems that used to be exclusive to the world are coming into Adventism and into Christianity. And now that are problems that we have to deal with because we forgot to educate we neglected to educate, you know, like we just completely dropped the ball in that area, if that makes sense. And if, I mean, if I can interject here, um, when we mean the world, it's non-Christian believers, correct? Thank you for clarifying, um, yeah. Because, you know, the world is, we're in this world. That's one of those we're part Adventist of the world, terms. right? Yeah, that's an Adventist thing. <laughs> the world. Uh, what are they so, about? <laughs> uh, let's clarify that. And, um, and I also got to say, it's not just about how to date. But it's more about the purpose of dating, right? Um, where we got to center that different. in Christ. Like, Thank you. And I feel like that is the biggest difference between Christian believers and non-believers. And that's a huge thing because depending on what you're centered on and what's your core belief is how you're going to approach dating. So then if that's not even talked about, then it's no wonder that we're not approaching dating from a Christian perspective if we're not even being taught about it. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I struggle with because, you know, I was always told, like, um, figure everything else out or, you know, like, you know, get your degree, have everything set up. And then, you know, when you and got then, your money, then you'll have a wife miraculously. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that, I mean, like, I get that, you know, that makes sense. But, you know, I'm like, but that's like a whole other process, too. Like, getting right. a wife, get, like, dating, like, it, like, how am I supposed to even know how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, they say date to marry, but they don't say what that actually looks and, like or mm -hmm. what that even means. Exactly, you know, and that's just so hard. And, like, I... You know, I like I said, I'm kind of old school. Like, I do believe in dating with purpose and attention, I, especially if you want to go from a biblical perspective. I, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a because, biblical base. Yeah, I mean, belief, yeah. I don't think that's old school either. Having a purpose in dating, I think that's something we have to have, or else it's just what's the point? Well, I mean, there's I just so much casual dating today. You know, people, they just date just for the fun of it. Again, you know? coming back to yeah. things, issues that we used to not see in the church that we're, not, that we're now seeing because we've allowed kind of worldly influences to come into what is supposed to be a Christ-centered approach to dating there. Um, and then uh, just one last thing before we kind of move on into some issues that we've encountered personally is just the fact that 
Adventist doesn't mean the same thing everywhere. So an Adventist in in uh, in Latin America is not the same as an Adventist in North America. An Adventist in North America is not the same thing in Europe. And let and and, and even just to stay here in the U.S., an Adventist from small town USA, Wisconsin. When when you go to ca- to, to California, it's a completely different experience. Like about like more conservative, more liberal. Yeah. Adventism. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so that's something that we want to address here on the podcast. Just a lot of those questions that aren't being communicated. Um, a lot of things that aren't being educated. We want to kind of touch upon those things to make sure that somebody says them and that they are said. If that makes sense. And who better to talk about it than three single people? That's what I'm saying. Perpetually single. single with a purpose. Perpetual <laughs> and single. So that's kind of that's a good point that Abby just brought up because one of the things that I wanted to uh, kind of uh, focus on when I told him about this idea a couple months ago was the fact that I wanted to focus and center on the fact on being sing- on on singleness and on dating. I don't want to touch on anything that has to do uh, pertaining to in a relationship because none of us are in a relationship. So no we cred. can't. <laughs> yeah. So, so out of the three of us, I'm the only one who's been in a relationship prior. Um, and that's not to brag. But my point is, is that we're going to leave that kind of section or, or, or those conversations for somebody else to take on. Or, or whenever we get partners. Or whenever we get partners. To Next year, we- maybe. <laughs> Michael. to kind of talk about that so um going uh just moving a little bit forward on regarding kind of our personal experiences here now i just mentioned that you know out of the three of us i'm the only one who's priorly dated um uh abby let's start uh, or i should say michael let's start with you this time uh what, what are some issues that you've encountered personally in the uh in adventist dating or dating in general well um we kind of touched on it already, you know, with, uh, with the comment that uh, Esmerna stated about just, you know, lack of education, you know, first, you know, uh, and foremost. Um, but I think that's kind of a deep question to me because, like, it's so connected to, you know, dating is it's, it's so connected to, like, Adventism and, like, our thinking and um, just how the world is that, like, I don't think you can just answer it, like, you know, in one question. But, I mean, like, I, to put it bluntly, though, I think I think most people would agree that the main thing is numbers. <laughs> you you would say that's personally one of the issues you've encountered? Oh, that's what I think, yeah, right now, definitely. If I'm just going to go off the surface and yeah, not yeah, get yeah. too deep into it, it's just there's not so many of us. And, you know, and we can go into why that is. You know, you can say, like, Absolutely you know, well. a, a leaving away from the church or falling out from the church um and then you know or not like, everybody put it, in the church yeah, is actually just to put it in perspective um <laughs> i did some research uh before i came and tried to try to be a little educated you know for once um so there are about 1.2 million uh members in the nad how many are women we'll get to that don't worry i did all that don't worry i did all that there are about 1.2 million members in the NAD. So for anybody who doesn't know, the NAD, the Adventist Church is um, split up into, it's a worldwide church and it's split up into divisions. And so the NAD stands for the North American Division. So that's like all the uh, churches in the North America, in North America. Right. Okay. Which includes Which Mexico, includes Mexico, US, US Canada. Canada. Yeah. Um, so there's 1.2. Of those, only about 10% of them Go to church weekly. So, in other words, <laughs> out of the one point two, there's about one hundred twenty thousand that we might see on a weekly basis. That was my okay. next question. Keep going, <laughs> and then with the staff after yeah. that, let's say for us, we're all mid twenties, right? Okay, so I've looked at the age range of uh, eighteen to thirty-five. Not saying. I won't get into that, but not saying anybody who would date like, you know, someone super young or, you know, super old, but in general, um, there are about 50 or 40,000 people. Wait, no, wait. no, 30% of those people are within 18 to 35 years old. So 120,000, 30%, 20, that, that, that's, that's about, about 30, no, 24,000, no, 40, 30% of 120,000. You is said 18%? 40%. Oh, 40%. 
Yeah. Yeah. So forty percent is about no. Sorry, thirty percent. Oh my gosh, I'm getting mixed up with the numbers. Yeah. According to Pew, only thirty percent of the people who go to church are within eighteen thirty-five, eighteen to thirty-five years old. Right. So that puts us at about thirty-six thousand. 30, thirty. Yeah, about thirty thousand. So the numbers are getting very small. <laughs> from one point two million, and that's from eighteen to thirty-five. That's from eighteen to thirty-five. Yes. So you know, if you're, you know. I don't know. We're like, in our if, if you have like a specific age range that you want to go to, you know, that's the numbers are going to get very much smaller. Adjust accordingly. Yes. And, and the, then of those, uh huh, about fifty percent, fifty-seven percent of them are female. Come on. So those that's about twenty-two. I did the numbers. Twenty-two thousand eight hundred. Wow. Okay. So in the entire continent. <laughs> so there's only about 22,800 people that we may have a chance of seeing. So you're saying it's hard out here for women, yeah? It's hard out here for both of us. I mean, like, even less for women, yeah. Cause there's even, it's harder for women because... Yeah, there's even less men. That's might, almost you, a six to four split. Yeah. Meaning so, that for meaning every six women, they're fighting ain't getting for no four. Men. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> exactly. Assuming, assuming... Uh-huh. That these men are worth getting. Well, then and, yeah. that's the yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. But mm-hmm. then and assuming many, and assuming mm-hmm. that these women are also worth. Assuming the well, these mean, men or women aren't eighteen either, because we're in our mid twenties. Like, Thank you. Look for eighteen and so year the numbers going to get smaller, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If you're going to church weekly, you know, I'll say, okay, this person, you know, they may have like they're probably spiritual to some degree. You know, I think all of us, you know, we want to date within the church here. I think we all want to date someone who's active or you know spiritual yeah. in the sense you know like that um but i mean how many of those people are you know i don't know how many of these people are in relationships already that's a very good so point yeah. Good. yeah even it, it doesn't matter to say that that's right <laughs> and then if you think about it like you know i've had many people tell me because none of us here went to adventist college i did i did, did go to an adventist college yes Oh, yeah, in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Yeah, she went oh, to right. Antillian right. Adventist University. That's right, mm-hmm. but that doesn't count for NAD, so. No, <laughs> it, no doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't, no. There's it, no way. I, I believe it, it counts for the one with South America or something like that. I don't know. Inter- but or, they don't really count wow. it. That's interesting. Interesting. So, so Mike, so. So, so numbers so, are getting very so, small. So, 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 numbers is one of your main issues that you've encountered. I mean. Which is fair. You just laid out your case, and it's a strong case. Yeah, and, you know, for me, and the numbers get even smaller. They continue to get smaller because, like I said, you know, it's thought that, okay, you know, when you go to college, then you'll find your wife, right? Yeah. But not every Adventist is going to college. Can, can I just, most Adventists don't even go to Adventist college. And most, and that's so, assuming that most people that go to college are worth getting or well, yeah. in the mindset There's of dating. There's chemistry and everything. Yeah. You're not just going to find the first Adventist woman you see and want to marry her. Like, it's not how Let's it works. Let's just stop there for like a quick second. The fact, like, our Adventist education and specifically colleges, the fact that, like, you know, a lot of us chose to go to a non-Adventist, non-Adventist institution. Most Adventists do. Because, yeah. Yeah. number one, it's either too far from home, number two, too expensive, or number three, it's just not that intellectually rigorous. Yeah. Exactly. I know specifically for us, Abby, we left the Adventist school system when we were younger because specifically because of the fact that, that there was no uh, – no intellectually rigorous courses for me specifically. I was I, I was dying in school, and, and and I know that you know you you too. Yeah. But, but but my point is is like once you see that happening, you're gonna assume that the colleges uh, are gonna be the same way. I know. Um, so we did up to what or or I did up to um, through middle school. I did and through then sixth grade. Through six through, through sixth grade for you. Um, and I know in, in high school, I graduated with a ton of college credits because I, I focus on a lot of AP classes, something that I wouldn't have even known existed in the Adventist system, yeah. which is a shame. Or at least here in Wisconsin, right? Because yeah, not think, all Adventist mm-hmm. systems are the same. Like, for example, in Michigan, Michigan has a wonderful um, education system. But then again, they have way more money than, than Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So then it's like not Every state has the same opportunity within the Adventist education yeah, system. Because I'm not going to lie. When I went to public school, <laughs> it was a very hard transition because the classes were so much faster and they were learning a lot more. <laughs> and wow. There's just so much more yeah, opportunities yeah, yeah. and resources there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, like I was behind, I would say that. And 
you know, I think Adventist education is, you know, is, is great, but, you know, it's just, you're going to be behind, but, you know, it's, in terms of, you know, getting back to the relationship thing, though, like, you and know. the issues that you've encountered. Well, yeah, like, you know, a lot of Adventists aren't going to go to, you know, Adventist college, you know, most of them don't, and, you know, I didn't. You know, I have a different, you know, story than most, I would say. Right. But as a Yeah, no, I was in the military. Former Marine. Thing like that. Hoorah. <laughs> Thank you for your service. No, uh, thanks. But like <laughs> you know, I was just, you know, not around. You know, and then there's summer camps, you know. I know one of my good friends, you know, a lot of, you know, people that I know, you know, met their, you know, spouse at a summer camp or got into a relationship through that. Right, right. I'm not gonna say how many of them survived, but you know they <laughs> that's heavy that's and that's that's, heavy. that's another thing yeah. Yeah. even if you get into the relationship most relationships fail you know most yeah. you know most marriages fail. although so, although that's not an exclusively adventist problem let's i know it's not but a, it's still a problem and and we're sure. already at a severe numbers problem but kind of wanted to go a, just a little bit more and then we'll let somebody else speak um as Myrna speak you know like for me you know, like I said, I've already said that I'm very, like, involved in my local church. Like, I'm passionate about it. You know, it's just something that, you know, it's just who I am. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm in this dilemma because, like, I could easily go to, you know, one of these Adventist havens. And for people who don't know, like, there's parts of the country where there's just a, a very a higher big, concentration much more of concentrated area of Adventists. Like, and California, there are only three. Let's let's just what, get that out there. The yeah. Tennessee the, one. The, the the three major ones are Andrew near Andrews and Berrien Springs. Loma Linda. Loma Linda, and then by Southern in College Hill, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, party even city. Just, even just even what was just. That? It's a party city. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> but even just states like California as a whole just has more Adventists, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Tennessee, you know, and there's other you know other states I think have more, you know, like people there. It, you know, we live in. You know, Wisconsin, like yeah, typically like states around the Midwest don't have that much. <laughs> and then you add to but, the fact that you're you're you know, you're part of a church. plant. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like if I move from my church plant, you know, because we're a church plant, you know, I'm one of the very few young people that are there and, you know, I'm active. You know, I feel like you know, if I leave, you know, that's just going to not the whole thing's going to stop. But, you know, there's just going to be a lot that's missing because I do a lot, you know, but you know, what am I going to do in terms of, you know, dating? Like, you know, I, am I going to have to just wait here or it's wait choice. till I go to medical school? It's a choice. You know, yeah. and yeah, so it's, it's just heavy. like, it's heavy. you know, I want to wait for God to maybe move or do I just go and find a spouse somewhere? And I, and people don't want to say they do that, but I feel like a lot of people do that. And I mean, I don't think you should be ashamed if you do, because if that's something that's very important for you, you gotta go out and get it right isn't that what they say like you gotta go go out get what you want Mm -hmm. and to be honest i think a lot of people in 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 today's day and age because you see a lot of things on social media feel ashamed to be single or feel like it's like we're at a disadvantage of like oh we're single so it's like uh you know like i don't like i I, I'm probably single because I don't even belong in the game yeah. or something like this. Yeah. And and that's stopping game. a lot of young adults from even admitting the fact that they're looking for somebody. And because you can't even admit it to yourself, you can't act upon it. And if you're not acting upon it, you're it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I mean, it's not a mutually exclusive Adventist thing where you're ashamed to be single. I think it's a worldly thing. Um, just everybody, everybody's just scared to say that they're single and they want somebody because what's, um, the ideology thrown out there that I don't need nobody. Like, and if I, if you want somebody, you're weak and it's like, I want, I don't want to be seen as weak. So I'm not going to be wearing my heart on my sleeve because I got to survive. Right. And, I mean, it's not like the statistics show that married people are happier in general or anything, which, in fact, they do show that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Doc, what, have you encountered any issues personally in the dating space? Um, going off of Michael, for starters, the numbers. Um, Michael, you proved my point, one of them exactly, that there are just way more women. 
um, than men. So then um, it's just there's so much women and then you're competing for these very few men, which kind of blindsides you to see, like, are these men even worth chasing? Um, Because it's Assuming that women chase at all. In the sense of, like, well, the way women chase is, like, um, makeup or, like, clothes or, like, flirting, like, all that stuff, like, self-worth or or what you're willing to do for Mm, a guy. mm -hmm. That's the type of thing women do. Um, wouldn't necessarily make the first move, but women do do something um, to get attention. So that's what I mean with like, if he's even worth all that I'm doing. Um, so the numbers and then also just um, the attack on on men in general and lots of, I don't want to say it, but girly men, um, feminine men where it's like, it's a hard truth. I'm sorry. It's, it's a hard just, truth. Uh, I mean, I was on Instagram the other day, and it's just like, the dad is better looking. Like, he just has, he exudes testosterone, whereas his sons ex- exuded girly vibes. Like, th- don't get me wrong, they were all very good looking men, but it's just, um, I don't know, it's just a lack of... If you're of a woman who's looking for a masculine man, it's harder. A lack of... That masculinity in men, um, apart from the numbers. Um, and then um, on top of that, the pressure that you receive as a woman, especially in the church of like being the Proverbs 18, 31, 31 woman. And then it's like your inner struggle where like, well, I'm nothing like that. Like, And then a lot of the people just take it that Proverbs 31 woman very, very seriously or don't even like digest it of like what it is so then it's like that you get that pressure on top and then it's just kind of like you can be frozen of like well i'm not proverbs 31 but like you're kind of feminine too so like i don't know what i'm doing you know would you agree now that you bring it back up again that um like there are a lot of feminine dudes that there are a lot of masculine women that don't necessarily appeal to the to the masculine men that you're addressing I agree. Yes, I think there are a lot of fem- um, masculine women, and they're on the rise. And um, I feel like a reason because of that is that they're women just have to do a lot of stuff on their own um, because of this whole attack on men and this rise of extreme feminism. Uh, women just have to like do stuff on their own. Like you can't. Before it was expected a woman to like, you know, the guy to bring to just work and the woman stay at home. But now it's like if a woman wants to stay at home, most of the time it's like you're working, too. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. what are you bringing Mm -hmm. to the table? So it's like um, women, we got to get used to being on our own because it's not even guaranteed we're going to find somebody. So then you got to exude that masculine energy more just to survive, I think. I feel, I mean, I kind of see where you're coming from. Um, would you agree or are you insinuating or would you even put it the fact that if if and when you did find a guy, eventually you would kind of tone down the masculinity? Because because keeping that same energy to, you know, doesn't really bode well because why would a masculine guy want a masculine woman when he's already yeah, has enough yeah. masculinity to spare? I think personally I would tone down the masculine thing because obviously i wouldn't be alone anymore right um granted that man has to prove himself worthy of that because um i'm not going to be submissive or whatever you want daddy um <laughs> like to a man that has no job to a man that has no car like you know what i mean like because she don't do none of that <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is, like, you have to provide that sense of safety because I feel like that's when the women can feel safe to be that submissive or more feminine. But when women don't have that safety, then it's like, I'm not I'm not going to give that to you because I need to take care of myself. So what would you say to the argument, which I mean, I'm kind of. Uh, or, or, just, or, or just the argument, the fact that, like, you're saying, okay, well, once the guy exudes, you know, improves his masculinity and his and his ability to provide, et cetera, et cetera, then I can tone down the masculinity and kind of get into more of my feminine frame. Do you 
do you see the flaw the fact that a guy won't even like will hesitate to approach you to begin with because you're waiting on something that he's not that like he's looking for something that you're not even stepping into unless he does something so 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 in other words your show of femininity is conditional on somebody else instead of just the a virtue of being but a you, woman you Does only seeing that femininity you have to get to know someone to see that um right so so there has to be to a balance i guess yeah is what I'm so saying. if a guy doesn't ever talk to me like how is he ever gonna know I'm, I'm ever feminine or not like okay yeah i get you like the way you dress or um the way you approach men yeah you know women you can you can maneuver that right your feminine energy you can know when to play it but at the end of the day walking into that fullness of that feminine energy is not that's not given right away a man has to earn that personally i just feel that's a little bit weird that that a woman's femininity is conditional i don't whereas whereas you're looking for a man to be masculine in his frame before you even give him a second of attention before you even count him worthy like right, like like he has to be that guy before you're ever that woman. Not full. Do you see kind of the flaw there? Per, I'm not saying a hundred percent conditional. I guess what I'm trying to say is to the full extent of it, of like making you lunch, of like, well, that's like of all these nurturing that's girlfriend duties. Of you know, all that's, these nurturing that's, things that, takes, that women yeah. do, mm-hmm. there are levels to that feminine feminine energy that you don't you don't get until you got to work for that. And I think that's just the peculiarity of being a woman, of being feminine. It's just, we're, we're more complex. Like an onion, you have to peel back those layers. Um, and um, I think God created us that way uh, for a purpose. I mean, I think that's something we definitely want to get into uh, in one of the future yeah. episodes here. As I, and I do think that's a problem that's like... M- also shared with a lot of people outside of mm-hmm. anarchism. Mm-hmm. You know, of just, course. You know, feminism and uh, attack against men. Those are definitely things that I think a lot of people would agree with. However, um, I don't know how you want to do this, but like um, that did kind of bring me to another issue that I think is very prevalent in the, like particularly amongst Adventism. What's that? Um, because, you know, we're more, you know, like I said, you know, our beliefs, we're more peculiar. We're more close to the Bible. And I think a lot of times we take that to, I don't want to say the extreme, but maybe that's the right word for it. I don't know. But like we typically, I think a lot of Adventists, because you talked about conservative and liberal, and I would definitely say I was more I mean, it's a, the, I know. It, 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 it's a spectrum. Yeah, right? it's a spectrum. And I definitely would say I'm more on the conservative side. And I think there's still a lot more conservative um, Adventists. Um, but Interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, just I, from my I, experience. I would venture to say the opposite, but... Well, just, but, just but, from but, my but, experience. Yeah, but just continue. I'm curious. But, you know, like, one of the problems I faced is, like, acceptance of whoever your partner is. Like, you're saying if they don't fit the Proverbs 31 person, or even if they don't fit, you know, the quote-unquote um, guy, you know, but they're still like, you know, good Adventists. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, what if they, you know, or just what if they weren't, what if they Christian. weren't? Well, yeah, but like, you know, I think it's big. You know, one of the things that's big, like in our church, it's like, oh, this person, they're not a virgin. Or this person, they come from a broken home. I don't want you with them. These mm-hmm. are things I've heard, you know. Yeah. And I've so, heard that yeah. too. Yeah. I, I had a friend who specifically told me that his parents told him to stay away from women who come from. Uh, a divorce. Home. Now you can look at the sti- you can look at <laughs> the, the, the statistics, and you know you can say what you want about it. But yeah. I mean, those are you know just statistics. They're just like averages. They don't like really speak to the actual person, you know. And I think like Adventists, and it goes to just even outside of dating. Like we have a very like biblical view on a lot of things, which is okay. But I think you know we have to remember the Bible was written, you know, two thousand. Years ago, and not everything is going to be, you know, I guess the same. Because, like, yeah, like 2,000 years ago, like, I mean, if <laughs> if you had a wife That's who everybody knew. That's conservative thing to say. Well, I'm just saying, like, 2,000 years ago. I mean, that, like, I'm more I'm more middle, you know. But, like, 2,000 years ago, you know, if, if you, you know, were going to marry a woman who's, you know, been with, you know, multiple, you know, in multiple relationships and, you know, isn't a virgin that's going to be very looked down upon. 
you know, and that's, you know, that, that I think that's just, you know, f- that was how it was in that time. But today, you know, is I would say it's 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 different. You know, the world is different. Dating is so much, you know, more accepted. I'm not saying that's OK, but I'm just saying, like, you know, our expectations have to change with the times that we're in, not our maybe not our beliefs, obviously, you know, it's interesting you know because you I believe that. like I believe in, you know, like abstinence right yeah but like if a girl you know or if, you know a guy that you're interested you know didn't do that you know well obviously you know they they you know understand that you know what's the right way you know but if their history is different yeah then i think we should be accepting of that and not just like draw a line because we're already at a numbers problem <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta do oh as best we can but you get what i'm saying like yeah we gotta be more accepting that's, I think, what I'm trying Accepting to say. Accepting in the sense of, like, that people change and that the Christ exactly. changes you. Exactly. But, like, if the person is not changing then that's different. their behavior, then yeah. obviously that's but don't, a yeah. red flag walk yeah. away. But don't let their past away, yeah. influence how, you, like, you, you see them. If you know they're to be a changed person, if you, they acknowledge I see what past, you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I think we have a problem in the Adventist church of accepting that. That's actually, that's, that, that's actually a solid point. Um, one thing that I personally have encountered um, is the fact that, I mean, it's not even exclusive to Adventism because, of course, it's not. It's the fact that there's poor communication. People don't communicate who they are, what they want, what they need. And thus, we keep playing games. Everybody's playing. I'm interested in you, but not, but but only enough to where... You can reject me, and I'm going to be okay. Only to where it's like, oh, okay. Like, a girl's playing hard to, Girls usually play hard to get. Or even guys play hard to get. Or it's like, I'm, it's like I might be interested in you, but I'm never going to communicate that. I'm never going to say that out loud. Just because of the fact that, first of all, it's taboo, or weird, or I'm going to sound desperate, or something. Or too forward. Or too forward. Um, and again, we're just... We're just out here playing games when we're trying to do, you know, live real life. Um, and we're not even communicating our needs, which which just adds to the problem. Um, I think another issue um, is, I mean, it might sound a little weird, but I think we're over-reliant on technology. Um, and, why, and, and the reason I say that is because I think a lot of us have become so accustomed to finding peace and comfort to behind our screens that talking to strangers is strange or even like at GYC, even at the GC, even at a, at a different church that you go to talking to a fellow Adventist is not common, is not encouraged. It's and if not, you do, it's not, you know, something, it's not normal. And if you do, you're seen as the weird one or like, well, what does this person want? Um, where it's kind of like, well, I just want to have a human connection. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. So like, so now if we were to like uh, portray that over or just kind of put that on relationships, if we're, because we're so on our phones and we connect with people on our phones and let's not to say that it's a bad thing at all. It's the fact that, 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 that when it comes to meeting people in real life, it becomes an issue. Because then you won't have those meet-cutes that you see, that, 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 that you hear your parents' stories about, or your grandparents' stories about, or the Hallmark movies about, because everything is just behind the screen. And now, Adventism. We don't have a Tinder to go to. We don't have a Hinge to go to. We don't have a Bumble to go to. So now I don't want to Tinder in Adventism. Just like, <laughs> no. Tinder is just too <laughs> superficial. To, right. But like you, I get it. Like, but you get what I'm trying it, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there it's are some fact, Christian apps, but it's just they're so no one really run in in my yeah. opinion. They're not visually appealing. Yeah. And, yeah, no one and really the kind of people them, yeah. that are on there aren't young adults. A lot of the times they're you. They usually tend to trend a little bit older. Um, and that's something that I've been wanting to do for years, but I haven't had 
kind of uh, the, the team to go along with it to get an Adventist dating app that's actually worth its time and money um, off the ground. Um, so that's something that I kind of want to go on in the future. Uh, but lastly, kind of, I mean, I want to touch upon the fact that um, I feel like we're a little bit selfish in our approach to dating where we want somebody to complete us. We want somebody who can assimilate to our lives. We want somebody who can kind of be everything in, you know, anything and everything to me. And with that approach, we're not, we're not seeing and we're not kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, like we're not just uh, we're we're mistaking the forest for the trees, so where like where instead of wanting to build something together like a marriage that will honor God and that will be a blessing to society, we want somebody who can make me feel better about you know X Y and Z who will who 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 will fill that hole in my heart and that's and that's honestly I feel the wrong way to approach dating in general of course it is especially in our church because we're approaching dating that way because we took God out of the picture um, somewhere along the line because that's the opposite of the approach that christ calls us to be we are called to serve we are called to be a blessing so in that sense that's why dating in christianity needs to be addressed because you need to have that christ foundation of like it's not just what i'm getting it's what i'm giving in jesus because we can't just say yeah we want a christian relationship and just add god after we have to have god every step of the way no exceptions and we're not having God every step of the way if we're in a selfish mindset, even just to get a partner. Agreed. And not to mention that, you know, be, getting into a relationship with that selfish mindset is a recipe for a disaster in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Whether uh, you're Christian or not. Whether you're Christian or yeah, not. There's a lot of uh, things that I was talking to someone about this recently. Like there's a lot of things that um, people in the unchristian world, you know, like understand like and they're Christ, their core christian concepts but you know they're not christian but they still understand them i think a lot of our problems you know are felt. give me an example of that of like core christian core concepts that they understand that, that that we just don't um let me see i mean we were kind of talking about like um a relationship should you know be something that um people both give into it's not just like you know, more, you know, from one person and, and that's it, or one person constantly giving. You know, I think that's a biblical, you know, concept. Like, mm, you know, when two mm-hmm. people come together, they're supposed to glorify, you know, God. The relationship is about God. Some people, you know, obviously there's people that don't believe about God, but, you know, I think they would generally understand what we're trying to get at. Like, the relationship should be about, you know, not just about you, but about others. You should be, you know, you know, representing your family, you know, you're, you know, a raising a family i don't know you know they should help you you know pursue your career you know or bring each other up together it's not just like you know some of these like gold diggers or whatever you know take just they just want the the paycheck you know they just they don't want to give anything and then you see a lot of people all these you know prenups and stuff like that because they just don't they don't trust the person. They they feel like they're just there to take from them. So I think it's just. I mean, let's. Yeah. I mean, I personally wouldn't say that a prenup is un, is unbiblical. No, um, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying like I feel like more people because of how our culture is, where you know a lot of people. Well, yeah, I feel like prenups wouldn't need to be a problem if or wouldn't be an issue if like you know people actually you know believe that this person was here to you know support and push them. But you see so much widespread distrust so much you know divorce so much like infidelity like people are going to be just like well you know yeah she says she loves me but i don't know one day she might not one day she might come up with something and run off with all my money but i mean a prenup is just a contract it's like a marriage contract um it's, it's all about just you know you don't just want... the safety net, just in case something happens. And we live in a sinful world. Exactly, that that's what I'm saying. Things yeah. change and things happen. People change. And um, circumstances change. 
Yeah. But that goes towards our culture of just like casual dating and, you know, yeah, 50% of marriages ending in divorce. Like, you know, it just goes all towards like social media. It's mm-hmm. just so wrapped up in our culture. That's why, you know, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I can understand why people would need it. But, you know, in an ideal world, we would not need it. I agreed. Now, now, um, what are some topics that you guys want to kind of address in this podcast? Because, I mean, to be honest, like we we, we want to touch, like I mentioned at the beginning, on anything and everything pertaining to the single life and to the dating life, and to leave the 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 conversations regarding in the relationship to another podcast and to another time. Um, so, like, I I want to make sure. I, I get your guys' input and maybe the and obviously the audiences too on what it is that like some 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 topics that touch you on a personal level that you don't want to forget that we make sure we touch on. Abby, like what what would be one for example for you? For me, um well I'm a psychology major, so I um I'm very read on lots of different things. And um I think a subject that I'm very passionate about that I think needs to be spoken about is sexuality in um in the Adventist culture and dating and Adventism in the sense of like your sexuality, how God intended it. Um your sexuality as a single person, um, in a partnership. I like that. Um in marriage, but we're not talking about marriage. But I think sexuality is such a big thing. And then I guess the second one is communication. How to actually become a good communicator when you're single, how to communicate in a relationship. How to use your single time to learn to communicate, et cetera, et cetera. How about you, Mike? Uh, State the question again, just to make sure I get it right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> what are some areas or topics that you feel passionate about that you want to make sure we address um, in the podcast? Just, I mean, kind of gone over some of them but just like you know the acceptance part i think is big especially for me because you know for a long time you know i was you know very you know like close-minded and not to like you know accepting different beliefs and you know lowering the standard you know because i like i said you know i i'm i'm more you know traditional i i like to stick close to the bible and stuff like that but just you know in terms of people's past you know you know i don't want to you know judge people harsh because i got my own problems right you know and i think like um i think uh, another issue is um like expectations for relationships thank like, you that's a very yeah. good one well yeah like you know oh yeah if, a lot of people they want this perfect guy this perfect girl this mm-hmm. this dime piece you know and you know i've always believed beauty is in the eye of the beholder you know just you know yeah people you know you could Everybody says they're married to the most beautiful person in the world. And that's how it should <laughs> that's how it should be, you know. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. So I just think we need to, you know, like just see people the way Jesus sees them more mm-hmm. often and not how um the world wants to see them. You know, God always looked at the heart when he chose people to, you know, work with and when he chose people to do his, you know, bidding and and things like that and I feel we should, you know, look at the heart more often when we are deciding a mate, because me and you were kind of talking about this yesterday. We were talking about like physical attraction. We were mm-hmm. talking about looks and um, yeah, and what was the other thing? Looks compared looks. to like you know your character and stuff like that, and which matters yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, and we both agreed that um, like That's physical really attraction is important. Is important. Is but important. I, I yeah, I, we actually disagreed on how important it is. So my 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 estimate, yeah, go ahead. Just sure, saying, just, sure. Just, you know, like we we both agreed that physical attraction like is important, right? I just believe that in the end of it, it it's not the main thing. And like I said, or it, it doesn't really matter. I would say that's because I said beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like you can be physically attracted to someone just because they're a great personality. Maybe they make you laugh a lot. You know, maybe they're you know just very you know compassionate and loving and caring and you know will go out of their way for you you can you know think someone's a beautiful person just because of that yeah you know and i think and i think we need to look at that more you know uh, as just you know in the world more that that's like a world thing too yeah you know so that with the uh um just acceptance more 
I think that's what I I, I, I want to touch upon a lot of um, issues that pertain to uh, to guys and and as it pertains to kind of uh, just relating to the opposite gender because I personally have a ton of uh, female friends I have a, I, I have a lot of women friends who I adore who I love spending time with uh, but a lot of guys just don't know how to even make a friend with with the opposite gender it's daunting to them it's scary to them they don't know how to kind of even get themselves ready they don't know what to say they you know their their hands clam up etc cetera, etc cetera. i want to make sure we touch upon that um and i can't obviously forget for me touched i mean i i kind of went through this personally uh long distance dating got to talk about that i want to touch upon uh physical limitations uh when it comes to the dating life uh, and then, l- like I said, how to attract and how to approach the opposite sex. I feel like all of that stuff is, is incredibly uh, important, along with, you know, a lot of other, tons of other topics that we are going to touch upon in this wonderful, beautiful podcast. Um, um, something I just thought about, I think, that I kind of want to see if we can do somehow, is how to bring God into each scenario. When even when approaching, when talking, when looks like, like That's I said earlier, how do mindset. you bring God in every step of the way? Because like, when you talk about even just making friends, like it's so easy to take God out of the picture. Well, you just like you know you go up to them and say hi or whatever. I don't know. I feel like some way somehow how to integrate God into each and everything because I think it is possible because. We're Christians, and God is, leads us in everything. So I think in every single topic, we can somehow find a way to connect it to him. I like that. Um, I hope this podcast can kind of accomplish the like the being able to educate um, on a lot of these topics and start a conversation to then, you know, kind of move the needle forward in terms of knowledge and putting that to practice but we i definitely want to be the uh us to be the hub for discussions when it comes to adventist relationships i want to be able to educate the younger generation on how to approach the different phases of dating on how to be single on how to use that time um to you know for for or i should say how to maximize that time um and also and maybe especially um i want to connect Adventist singles across the country. Um, like Michael are saying, was saying earlier, the numbers aren't in our favor. And that's not necessarily something... <laughs> that's yeah. not necessarily something to um, to dissuade us or to demotivate us or to... Yeah. or to uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? To, de- to, to, to put us in any depressive kind of state. Because God has somebody for you regardless. And if he doesn't have somebody for you, you're going to be okay. And that's something that, 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 that a lot of people don't understand. And maybe that's something, and well, I know that's something that I at times haven't understood. Um, and the more that we talk about it and the more that we discuss it, the more that we can kind of comprehend and, and, and begin to see that we're not alone in this. There are a lot of single people in the world, uh, a lot of single Adventists across the country and across the world. I mean, I don't want to necessarily limit us to, to the U.S., although that is where we are. But um, I know in Europe, I mean, uh, I was told from a very good source that, you know, the the female to male ratio is even worse over yeah. there. <laughs> and they're less friendlier too, right? They are less friendly. Really? Well, I mean, especially in the Baltic and the uh, Germanic well, states. But usually Europe, the guys are hotter. Ismarna, everybody in Europe is hotter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I see what you're trying to say here. Um, but we definitely uh, don't want to just uh, end without giving a note of encouragement to a lot of the singles out there. Uh, for me, I mean, I'll start off and then Abby and then Michael, uh, just with a note of encouragement, just, just to say that God's plan for your life is the best plan possible, and I want us to stick to it. Um, 
I want us to have a game plan when it comes to the relationship portion. And when it comes to the other phases and parts of our lives, we can have that discussion in another place and at another time. But I want us to feel comfortable in knowing that God's love for us is bigger and more beautiful than we know. And even though we may be feeling single and sucky in our loneliness, it's not the end of the world. And not just it's not the end of the world, but we need to trust ourselves in the in the hands of the very one who we call our Savior. Yeah, yeah. Going off of that, um, something that encourages me is just reminding myself that it's God's timing, not mine. God's plan, not mine. God's purpose, not mine. And mm. um, what I need to be doing in this season of singleness for me is to be seeking him first because... At the end of the day, I might not find someone. But, you know, God's love is enough because God's love is perfect. So um, I'm not going to be as sad anymore, but rather I'm going to claim God's promises that he's enough for me. And if I find a man, okay. But if I don't, I got God, and that's all I need. Way more than you need. All right, and that's a wrap. I think Abby hit no, <laughs> no, no, That was pretty good. Um, you know, like, I think we all feel, you know, that um, that desire and that longing for relationship, and that's how we're made, right? Yeah. And so, you know, God is a God of relationships, right? I mean, there's three gods, you know, they're a family. You know, and God made marriage. He made, you know, um, the feelings of love, and he made these feelings. I mean, we feel this way for a reason. It's not like, you know, this is just, you know, random. Like, God made us to feel this way. And so I just want to encourage people that God knows what you're feeling. He understands. And he loves you more than anything in the world. And so, you know, just continue to trust in God. I know that's so cliche to say. But, I mean, that's honestly the best way to go about it, you know. Yeah. Because, first of all, just being in a relationship doesn't mean you're going to have all your problems fixed. Because there can be a lot of pain in relationships, okay? But when you trust in God and you allow him to, you know, just guide your life and you, you're patient and you don't, you know, look around at the world and see what everybody else is doing. And I know we talked about social media. Like, social media, it, it's, it's not real. Like, yeah, we see, you know, people that are happy, but... I mean, those same people that could be happy the next day could be, you know, divorced. I mean, how many times have we yeah. seen or they people just smile for the in picture. relationships and then the next day all the pictures are gone? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we know yeah. these things happen. So the main thing, like as Myrna said, you know, is just to stay and focus, you know, on God and where he has you right now. Okay. And like if, if you want to have that relationship, yeah, that's okay. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Continue to pray about that, but just don't like, you know, leave God out the equation, and just to understand that He knows and He hears, and that everything will be okay, and that first and foremost, He is concerned with your salvation. Yeah. Before any <laughs> any yeah. relationship with anybody else, God wants you. He said He was. They're a, not mutually he, exclusive. Exactly, but God said He was a jealous God. He wants your happiness. And he wants your... to be with you because he knows true happiness is with him, first mm -hmm. of all. So he wants to be with you. So just trust him. Trust him. I think Ellen White, she says that when we look back and when, you know, when this all, when this world and this life is done and when we look back on how God has led our lives, she said, we will understand and have chosen and agreed with every step he has uh, taken us in our lives. I actually love that. Quote. I love that. I blew my mind when I read that. So just continue to have trust. Continue to trust God where you're at. That's all I'll say. I like that. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and close this out with prayer. Um, and then uh, get ready for uh, the next episode. And I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast so far. Um, and I hope you continue to join us on this journey um, as we... To, as we tackle the topics on relationships in the Adventist context. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we want to thank you for loving us the way that you do. I want to thank you for allowing us to get together and for, and for putting on our hearts to discuss and talk, and, 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 and talk about this topic. As we continue 
Huron with, you know, uh, with this topic and in this first season. God, I pray that you be with us um, and that the words that come out of our mouth may be influenced by you, Father, and that every single person listening to the sound of my voice can feel and understand that relationship is core to who you are, Father, and that you want uh, you want to have a relationship with us more so than we even want to have a relationship with a beloved of our own. Thank you, Father, for loving us in that way, and I pray that you be with us throughout this week. Thanks again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for spending time with us in The Pursuit. We're very excited about continuing the conversation on Christ-centered dating. In this first collection of episodes, what we're calling the first season, we'd like to start from the beginning and tackle just how to best maximize being single and how to best prepare for a relationship. As we progress, we'll be tackling some more nuanced topics, such as dating outside of the church, sexuality, and gender roles. That said, we don't only hope that you can join us on said journey, but we hope to connect with you as well. We'd like to hear what your thoughts were on the episode, or even a personal story that fits this episode or that topic just right. You can do so on our social media channels, at the pursuit all one word dot bs or on our website at bearstone.com forward slash the pursuit again that's a bearstone b-a-e-r stone.com forward slash the pursuit you can find future episodes wherever you listen to podcasts as well as our website where you'll find exciting bonus content we'll be releasing very soon special thanks to Attractive for making this episode possible. Attractive is a web firm that specializes in making and maintaining uniquely functional and appealing websites for Adventist organizations. Whether it's your local church, junior academy, conference, or camp website, Attractive would be more than happy to make sure you're representing Christ in an attractive and functional way in the digital realm. You can find more information about Attractive and their services at itsattractive.com. Again, that's all one word, I-T-S, attractive.com. Thanks again to Attractive for making this episode possible. We appreciate you spending time with us, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Cheers. Cheers.